Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we'll go to our first match of the night. This is a tag team matchup. It is Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli. I thought this was a good match to start Dynamite. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Danielson and Claudio Castanoli keeping the pace of the match. Jericho then lands chops. Jericho then hits Danielson with a bat. Referee doesn't see it. Claudio then lands multiple European uppercuts on Jericho. Claudio then hits a springboard European uppercut as well. Jericho then applies a wall to Jericho. Danielson and Guevara both exchange. Danielson then lands yes kicks. Danielson then applies a label lock, but Guevara breaks the hold. Guevara then hits a springboard cutter. Jericho then hits a line salt on Danielson in the middle of the ring. Claudio then hits a giant swing on Jericho, and then Claudio ultimately applies a sharpshooter on Jericho as well. And your winners of the match by submission are Claudio Castanoli and Brian Danielson. Hats off to Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli for getting a win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Swerve Strickland versus Anthony Bowens. Before the match even gets started, uh, the Acclaim come down to the ring with Billy Gunn. Uh, the Acclaim pretty much present their music video, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, man. Um, the match itself between Swerve and Bowens was pretty good. Uh, before the uh, Billy Gunn attacks Swerve, back and forth matchup between Swerve and Bowens with Swerve keeping the pace of the match. Bowens then hits an ankle slam on Swerve, but Swerve ultimately hits the finish on Anthony Bowens, pins him for the three. And your winner of the match is Swerve. Hats off to Swerve for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have a Samoa Joe segment. Uh, Joe talks about Warlow overlooking him. Powerhouse Hobbs is here. He makes his way down to the ring. Hobbs then mocks Wardlow. Hobbs then wants to fight Samoa Joe. Then Wardlow's music hits. Joe was looking at the entrance ramp, but Wardlow attacks Samoa Joe from behind. The locker room. Rushes the ring to break up the brawl between Samoa Joe, Hobbs, and Wardlow. Um, and that was pretty much it of the segment between Samoa Joe and Tony Schiavone. Um, after that, we go into our next match of the night. It's for the Trios Championships. It is Debt Triangle versus Top Flight and AR Fox. I thought this was a good match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with the Death Triangle keeping the pace of the match. AR Fox hits a Spanish, a springboard Spanish fly. AR Fox then hits a 450 splash on Phoenix. Pac then hits a black arrow. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Death Triangle. After the match, Pac grabs a microphone. Pac talks about the Elite. Then all of a sudden we see something on the Titan Tron. And it's official. It is going to be Death Triangle versus the Elite at full gear. With the Trios Championships on the line. A um, couple of things I'm going to say about this, man. Um, and I've been stating this since these video packages or vignettes, if you will, have been coming out from the Elite. Um, I totally knew that the Elite were going to show up at Full Gear. Uh, the last vignette they played, the background was 100% what Full Gear's background has been for all these upcoming matches for the pay-per-view. Um, the Trios Championship, man, I think it's built for the Elite. I think it was created solely for the Elite. And to be honest with you, I thought the Elite were probably going to hold on to those Trios Championships for quite a while until the uh, altercation happened at the all-out media scrum between uh, the Elite and CM Punk. So 
We're going to get Death Triangle versus the Elite at full gear. It's going to make one hell of a match, man, at full gear between Death Triangle and the Elite. Definitely looking forward to that matchup. Uh, moving on from that, we have an AEW title eliminator semifinal match, or semifinal match. It's Ethan Page versus Bandito. Uh, the match itself was a good match, back-and-forth matchup between Ethan Page and Bandito with Bandito hitting a head scissors on Ethan Page. Page was keeping trying to keep the pace of the match. Bandito then hits a moonsault off the top ring post to Ethan Page on the outside. Bandito then hits a press slam on Ethan Page. Bandito then hits a frog splash on Page for a near fall. But Page ultimately hits his signature Ego's Edge on Bandito, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match. And moving on in the AEW title eliminator tournament is Ethan Page. Uh, a couple of things I want to say about this too, man. I thought this was a huge L, in my honest opinion, man. I'm not taking anything away from Ethan Page. I think he's a great wrestler. Uh, but they just brought Bandito in. Um, I believe this was his first match under contract since he signed with AEW. And the man's already taken an L. Uh, Bandito should have won this matchup. I, you know, honestly, not taking anything away from Ethan Page, but I, you can't really build a roster around Ethan Page, in my honest opinion. You just can't. And I feel like Ethan Page is one of those guys, you know, since he's been with AEW, he's been all over the place, whether it was with, you know, Dan Lambert and, you know, American Top Team. Now he's with Stokely Hathaway and The Firm. He's all over the place. Um, You know, he was even hanging out with uh, Scorpio Sky which, I mean, nobody knows what's going on with Scorpio Sky. I still believe he's uh, injured as well still. Um, but Ethan Page is all over the place, man. I don't think you can really build a show around Ethan Page, in my honest opinion. Man. I just don't think he's ready. Uh, Bandito, I mean, yeah, I don't think Bandito should have lost this match. Like I said, he just signed a contract exclusively with AEW. And uh, I think this was his first match since he signed a contract with AEW, and he takes an L. Um, Bandito definitely should have won that match, in my honest opinion. But unfortunately, he didn't, and Ethan Page got the win. So hats off to Ethan Page for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Anna Jay versus Tony Storm. Originally, this match was supposed to be Tony Storm versus the Bunny, uh, but I think she's uh, either injured or ill, so she couldn't make the match. So they ended up booking Anna Jay versus Tony Storm. It was a decent match, back-and-forth matchup between Anna Jay and Storm, with Storm keeping the pace of the match. Uh, Anna Jay and Storm both exchanged in the middle of the ring with Tony Storm applying a submission on Anna Jay. And your winner of the match is Tony Storm. After the match, Jamie Hayter makes her way down to the ring, and Hayter and Tony Storm have a face-to-face -face before their match at full gear. After that, we have a John Moxley and MJF segment, pretty much talking about full gear. John wants MJF at his best at full gear with no excuses. And both John Moxley and MJF hype up full gear for their match at uh, the pay-per-view. So um, a couple of things I'm going to say about Dynamite um, and what I thought about Dynamite. Uh, number one, uh, the beginning match. Uh, and I stated this multiple times in the past as well, man. This whole Ring of Honor thing is really, really getting old for me personally. Um, no disrespect towards the brand. I think the brand, you know, made a lot of good wrestlers come out of Ring of Honor. But I think having Ring of Honor, you know, as of late being heavily showcased, heavily showcased on Dynamite, it kind of takes away, you know, from AEW. And I've heard from multiple people, man, that, you know, that people that go to these AEW shows that it is kind of sad, man, because, like, they want to see AEW. They don't want to see Ring of Honor. 
And there are, there are people out there that are, you know, true AEW fans. There's people out there that are true Ring of Honor fans. And, you know, some people that I know that go to these AEW shows, man, they, they go to see AEW. They don't go to see Ring of Honor. And I do think it takes away from AEW. Now, I know Ring of Honor is having uh, another pay-per-view. I think it's uh, December 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there's no TV deal imminent. You know, there's nothing being said about a TV deal right now, and they need a TV deal. Whether it's a TV deal or some kind of streaming service, something, or whether they just have something on, like, YouTube, you know. And, and I've mentioned this in the past, man. If Ring of Honor is going to be AEW's developmental. Now, they're trying to make Ring of Honor their own brand and, you know, keep it separate from AEW to Ring of Honor. But a lot of people have been saying that Ring of Honor is going to be Tony Khan's kind of developmental program. Um, I would scrap AEW Dark and AEW Elevation, and I would put Ring of Honor exclusively on YouTube, um, and then obviously have the pay-per-views on Fight TV like, you know, they've been doing. That's what I would do, to be honest with you, because at this point, they have no roster right now for Ring of Honor. We've seen Jericho. Uh, he's the current Ring of Honor world champion. We have Samoa Joe as the current Ring of Honor television champion, but there's no TV deal, and I believe Tony Khan's had Ring of Honor since early this year and nothing's been said about ring of honor or what they're going to do i mean credit aew really doesn't know what they're going to do right now when their contract ends because nobody knows if they're going to stick it out with you know warner media or not i think warner media should you know re-sign them because you know they've been doing incredible numbers as far as ratings are concerned for uh warner media but um that's one of the biggest things about dynamite for me that was you know an l was the ring of honor stuff man it's constant and it's taken away from AEW. It's taken away storylines. It's taken away TV time for AEW because all we're getting is Ring of Honor stuff. So that was one of the biggest downfalls for me uh, from uh, Dynamite. Uh, Swerve and Anthony Bones, man. That, Like I said, that music video, I didn't go into full detail about it, but that music video was absolutely hilarious, man. I mean, the stuff that the acclaimed have been doing for dynamite has been absolutely incredible and the music video was hilarious they found someone that looked almost like keith lee uh they had swerve looking like the repo man from the old school wwf days it was absolutely hilarious and you know the acclaimed are immensely over in AEW. man they're one of the best tag teams on that roster and uh this is you know a third time that these guys are going to have a match at full gear with the acclaimed versus swerve in our glory and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make for one hell of a match. But, yeah, I thought the music video was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Samoa Joe's segment I thought was very interesting. Um, I did find out that there's going to be an impromptu match at Full Gear. After this segment happened that was booked for Full Gear, it's going to be Samoa Joe versus Will Hobbs versus uh, Wardlow for the TNT Championship. You know, that match could really go any other way, man, in my honest opinion. But definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and the other big thing that came out of Dynamite was um, the Elite. You know, and like I stated earlier, there's been so many video packages and vignettes played from the Elite, uh, whether it's showing the Elite once having the Trios championships and then being erased, um, showing, you know, how they got started in the business and, you know, some of the accomplishments they've had in the uh, pro wrestling business. And then to see the final, you know, kind of vignette, if you will, of, you know, the Videotron showing Death Triangle versus finally the Elite that appear on the uh, Titantron. The fans went nuts. And to be honest with you, I knew the Elite were going to show up in full gear just based upon the last vignette that they had that showed the background of full gear. Um, 
But like I stated earlier, man, those trio championships, they were created solely for the elite, in my honest opinion. Um, and with that being said, I definitely think the elite are going to beat Death Triangle at full gear, in my in my honest opinion. I think that's totally what's going to happen. Um, other than that, I mean, it was a decent, uh, you know, decent Dynamite. Uh, Ethan Page versus Bandito, like I stated earlier, I, I think Bandito should have won that match. Um, I just can't see Dynamite building the show around Ethan Page. To be honest, man, I'm not, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from Ethan Page. I think he's a good wrestler, but I felt like he's begging to be the top dog right now. And, and to me, honestly, he hasn't done anything to prove to me that he's a top contender for that championship. I don't give a damn whether he's been winning these matches on this title eliminator tournament or not. There's, there's nothing that he's done to prove to me that, okay, he's number one contender for this championship. There, I don't think there's many people that really get behind Ethan Page, whether it's, you know, oh, he's a heel or he's a babyface. It's just, I don't think anybody really truly cares about what he does in the ring, man, because you can't be invested. Because all they've done with Ethan Page since he got with AEW is just hot potato this guy to different stables, whether it's, like I said earlier, Dan Lambert and American Top Team when he was hanging out with Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zandt. You know, and then you had like George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal come in and all this other stuff, and it was chaos. Then Dan Lambert finally said the hell with it and left AEW. We haven't seen Dan Lambert in quite a while. Here comes in Stokely Hathaway and acquires the services of Ethan Page with the firm. And the firm, I think, is one of the worst things ever. Nobody knows what the hell is going on with the firm right now, whether MJF is working with the firm or he's not. There's even people back and forth on whether MJF is a babyface or a heel at this point. It's absolutely insane, man. As far as the firm's concerned, either they do something to help MJF win this match on Saturday against Moxley, or that whole firm thing's a dud, in my honest opinion. Because at this point, nobody knows what the hell's going on. Nobody knows what's going on, in my honest opinion. It just, it's too much chaos stuff going on. And to be honest with you, I think you know AEW and Tony Khan need to hit a hard reset after full gears pay-per-view after the, you know at the end of the year there needs to be a, like a very hard reset especially after this pay-per-view in my honest opinion they need a hard reset and we start fresh going into 2023 in my honest opinion because they definitely need it but uh, uh this is my review of aew's dynamite i hope you guys are out there staying safe be careful and remember stay classic peace